Welcome to the podcast of Christ Church in Town in Jacksonville, Florida. We are seeking the renewal of all things in Jesus Christ. Towards that end, we are committed to cultivating personal transformation in Christ, an uncommon fellowship of racially and economically diverse individuals, and the flourishing of our neighbors. To join our local body in membership or financial support, visit ChristChurchInTown.org. This is the word of God. The next day, the large crowd that had come to the feast heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, crying, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel. And Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it, just as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things had been written about him and had been done to him. The crowd that had been with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to bear witness. The reason why the crowd went to meet him was that they heard he had done this sign. So the Pharisees said to one another, You see that you are gaining nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. This is the word of God. It is absolutely true, and it is given to us in love. Amen. Thank you. Carol, for the reading of the scripture this morning. It is truly a blessing to be among the living. God has spared our lives one more time, and I'm excited about that because we get to worship our risen Savior. Amen? So, you know, we've been in the book of Isaiah. We started out in the book of Isaiah in the fall, and we kind of broke away from it, picked up in Ephesians. Today, we are going into John. The reason we're going into the Gospel of John is because last week when we were in Isaiah chapter 61, we found out that Jesus was starting his public ministry. He was starting his public ministry. There was a prophecy that was given in Isaiah 61, but when Jesus starts his, uh, his public ministry in Luke, chapter 4, Jesus himself picks up the scroll in the synagogue, and he began to read from a passage, and that passage was what was written in Isaiah 61. So today, I'm choosing for us to look at the Gospel of John in chapter 12, because as I just said, that it, Isaiah 61 was the beginning of Christ's public ministry. John chapter 12 is the ending of Christ's public ministry. He's at the end of his ministry. This is his last week on earth. So for a short while today, I want to talk from the subject, the king is coming. The king is coming. So if we would picture this, there are people who are coming from miles and miles around to celebrate the Passover. This Passover was a time where the Israelites came together to celebrate their liberation from slavery in Egypt and the passing over of the forces of destruction and sparing their lives of the firstborn of the Israelites when the Lord smote the land of Egypt 
on the eve of the Exodus. So they were coming together to celebrate what Christ had, what God had done for them. They were coming together to celebrate that when Christ sent, a, when God sent the plague on the land of Egypt, destroying the firstborn in our houses, we had blood on the doorposts. And when the deaf angels saw the blood, they passed over. So they were there to celebrate this Passover. So can you imagine that when you go somewhere and people say that uh, Jesus is coming, the Messiah is coming, the King is coming, can you imagine the people being excited about it, that Jesus was coming their way? So the people, they went and they took branches of palm trees and went out, what was just read in our hearing, to meet him crying, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the king of Israel. And Jesus found a young donkey and he sat on it just as it was written, fear not, daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. The king is coming into Jerusalem, riding a donkey. People are shouting and waving palms as because Jesus is coming by. And so when I was a kid, and even now sometimes I begin to think when I read things in the Bible, why a donkey and why palms? <laughs> why, 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 why are you waving palms? Why, why is the king riding on a donkey? First, let's look at the palms. The palms signified many things, and they, had, they, they represented different symbols. One in particular, when they waved palms, it was to welcome a hero who just came back from a victorious battle. Y'all with me this morning? Yeah. So they would wave these palms when their hero, when, when the one who had fought the battle had won. Listen, they were waving this. Jesus was about to fight a battle, and he was about to win. That's good news, y'all. So they were waving these palms because Jesus was coming their way. They knew that Jesus was the king. They were welcoming their king. They were welcoming the ones who would be there to set them free. At least they didn't exactly know what he was setting them free from. They really thought that he was coming and he was going to be their deliverer. He was going to deliver them from the Roman Empire. So they saw him because as we know, as we know, Today, they celebrate him. Friday, they're going to yell, crucify him. Isn't that just like people? Isn't that just like folk? They love you today. But the moment you don't do what they want you to do, crucify him. So this is, this is Jesus himself. He knows. So I don't want us to feel, to feel like we're being attacked. Jesus himself went through that. He had people turn their back on him. He knew what it was like to have folk who celebrated him on Sunday, but did not want to tolerate him on Friday. He knows what it was like to be honored and to be lifted up on Sunday, but also he also knows what it means to be lifted up on Friday. They two different things. Two different things. On Sunday, they lifted him up because they loved him. They lifted him up because he was their king. But on Friday, they lifted him up to crucify him. So they were waving palms. They was 
waving in their victorious king. They were waving in their deliverer. But, 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 but why a donkey? When I think of a, of a hero, I don't see him riding on a donkey. Hello? Our president of the United States of America comes in a limousine. He has a motorcade. Jesus came riding on a donkey all along. When the president comes into town, they shut down roads from miles and miles. People not allowed to be anywhere in the area. But when King Jesus showed up, people were standing on the side of the road waving these palms. And Jesus himself was riding on a donkey. So what is that? What does this donkey signify? This donkey signifies an animal of peace. Jesus was not coming to be a battle a warrior. He was coming to save those which was lost. So Jesus came riding on a donkey. Not only was it a symbol of peace, it was Jesus fulfilling the prophecy that was read. We read it in John chapter 12. It was read to us. Verse 16, fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's coat. So what he's saying is, Jesus was fulfilling this prophecy. I got good news for y'all. Jesus didn't just fulfill this prophecy. He fulfilled all the prophecies. He is the fulfillment of all prophecies. The people were happy. They were waving palms. They were happy to see Jesus because he was their savior. And these people were excited about it. They were excited to see their king. But none of them, even the disciples, truly knew or understood what Jesus was doing. Let's look at verse 16. Let's look at verse 16. His disciples did not understand these things at first, but when Jesus was glorified, they remember that these things had been written about him and had been done to him. So can you imagine Jesus is coming? They see this stuff happening. They are confused. They, they don't know what's going on, but yeah, they're shouting. They shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna saves us. Jesus, while the disciples didn't know and the peoples did not know, Jesus knew. Jesus understood that me entering into Jerusalem was the last week of my life, of his life. He understood that. Jesus understood that today they're going to love me. By the end of the week, they're going to want to crucify me. Jesus understood that, and Jesus went anyway. I don't know about you. But places where I know folk don't like me, I tend not to go. <laughs> Hello? If I know you don't like me, I, that ain't the circle that I hang in. Jesus knew that these people would turn their backs on him. Jesus knew the very disciples that had been walking with him for the last three years. When things got tough, when the rubber hit the road, Jesus knew that these men would walk away. Jesus knew that they would turn their back on him, but Jesus went to Jerusalem anyway. Isn't that just like God? 
Amen. He wakes us up every day. He breathes new life into us every day, knowing that we're going to wake up with intent to do things our own way. He wakes us up anyway. He blesses us anyway. Isn't that good news? I, look, now you may sit here and look at me like you ain't doing nothing. But he knows everything. He knows our heart. He knows our very intention. He knows that when I breathe life in him or her, she going to go and do her own thing. That's contrary to my will. Jesus went to Jerusalem anyway. Jesus went to Jerusalem knowing that he would be beaten. Jesus went to Jerusalem knowing that people would spit on him. Jesus went to Jerusalem knowing people would smack him in his face. He went anyway. Is anybody glad about that? Is anybody glad that he went to Jerusalem anyway? If he had not gone to Jerusalem, we wouldn't even be able to celebrate this today. He went on behalf of sinners like you and I. So here it is. They're shouting. They, they don't even really, really know why. Look at verse 17. The crowd had been with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead. They continued to bear witness of the work that Christ was doing. They, they knew what he'd done. They saw what he did. They knew that he'd raised Lazarus from the dead. Can you imagine? I, I look, that's the person I want to hang with. Are, are you listening to me? That's the person that I want to hang with, that, that know that I'm dead. Know that I have been dead four days. Know that people around me said there was no hope for me. But Jesus went to Lazarus' grave, called Lazarus by his name. Lazarus got out of the grave, wrapped in grave clothes, and his hands were tied. Jesus said to them, loose him and let him go. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I need to be with Jesus. I need to be with Jesus, with the one who can turn a dead situation to life. Yes. I need to yes. be with Jesus. Yes. Hello? So these people were with Jesus. Now listen to me. These people were only with Jesus for what they could get for him. Hello? We got to be with Jesus because he is the son of God. We got to be with him because he holds life in his hand. Too, far too many of us, far too many of us want Jesus on our own terms. Hello? We want him on our own terms. This, this is why they loved him on Sunday, because they thought he was going to be their political messiah. They thought he was going to deliver them from the Roman Empire. So, Jesus had already rejected this earlier. If we're in John chapter 6, go back to John chapter 6, they wanted to make Jesus their leader. They were going to by force make Jesus his leader. So Jesus snuck away and went in the mountains and prayed because it wasn't his time yet. He withdrew himself to the mountains. And see, this is true. This is true, bro, brothers and sisters. It's, it's good. It's good to be with Jesus. After all, Jesus is the one that can turn water into wine. Yeah. Hello? <laughs> Jesus is the one that can heal an official son. Jesus is the one that healed a paralyzed man at the pool. 
Jesus is the one that can feed 5,000. Jesus is the one that can walk on water. Jesus is the one that can open blinded eyes. Jesus is the one that raised Lazarus from the grave. There's nothing wrong with following Jesus. Let's be clear. There is nothing wrong with being with the one who has all power in his hands. There's nothing wrong for following him, but for following, for following Jesus. But brothers and sisters, we can't treat Jesus like he is a local hamburger chain where we get to have things our way. See, the idea of a political Messiah was contrary to the kingdom that Jesus came to inaugurate. The kingdom that Jesus came to inaugurate had nothing to do with political power. I said earlier, he did not ride in on a horse. He didn't ride in on a Clydesdale horse. He rode in on a donkey. There were people that were shouting, Hosanna. They were shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna. It's believed that Hosanna means save. As a matter of fact, it means that these people were saying, save us, when Jesus was passing by. Save us, save us, save us. They Listen, they were crying the right thing. They were just crying it for the wrong reason. They wanted to be saved. They wanted to be saved so they wouldn't be under oppression anymore. They wanted to be saved so they could do things their way. So they were crying out, Hosanna, Hosanna, save us, save us, look after us, deliver us. Brothers and sisters, that ought to be our cry every day. Save me, deliver me, God. I don't want to be bound by that thing anymore. I don't want to be held down by that anymore. Save me, I don't want to be him no more. Save me. So brothers and sisters, they were not saying the wrong thing. They were just saying the right thing for the wrong reason. The people shouted, save us, save us. He did come to save them. He did come to save them. He did come to deliver them, but not from what they thought. He came to deliver them from the sin, from the bondage of sin. We want it our way. We want things our way. We want it to be done our way. And if we know that Jesus came to set us free, if we know that he came to be our deliverer, if we know that the king is coming, why won't we follow him? Why won't we surrender our lives to his way? Why won't we give up our will? I think I know why. I think I know why. Because we want things to be easy. That's number one. We want things to be easy. Giving your life, following Christ, does not mean that everything's going to be easy. Hello? Sometimes struggle is his will for you. Sometimes he wants you to go through something so you can be a blessing to somebody else. That's what it is. That we want things to be easy. And if it don't look like it's going to be easy, we try to keep control. And I don't know how many times I've said this here in this church. Whenever I try to help myself, I make a bigger mess than I've already got. Am I by myself here? If truth be told, some of us just need to take our hands out of it all together and say, God, you do it. Hello? Because I've never 
been able to help myself get better. Because if I could, I wouldn't need him. I say that often because I want us to see that we need him. The king is coming. He has everything that we need. We need to follow him, but we need to follow him for the right reasons. So, we, we don't follow him like we should because we want things to be easy. We don't follow him like we should because we don't want to lose our position. We don't want to lose our power. Why, why, why is it so hard for us? Because when we're in a position of authority or position of power, who wants to lose that? Who wants to lose that? Who wants to lose to be on top? Who, who, wants, to, who wants to switch to be on bottom? Which one of you? I see not one hand. Who, who, who wants struggle? Who wants to wake up and say, oh, I struggle today? That, that ain't our prayer. That ain't what we're saying. Hey, listen, we want to be in a place. We want things to be easy. We want to be in a position where we never lose our power. Listen, who wants to be the person that got to answer to somebody? I got, I got a, my young son, my youngest son, my youngest son. When he turned 18, he, he said to me and his mom that I don't want anybody to tell me what to do. <laughs> anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody, anybody, anybody got one of them children? Don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. But he decided that he, he didn't want us to tell him what to do. So I said, well, in here, in here. In this house, somebody always going to tell you what to do. I want y'all to know, me and Sonia decided to go take a nap. When we woke up, our youngest son had moved out. Listen, he, he decided, hey, it was that important to him that nobody told him what to do. But guess what happens? He works on somebody's job. So somebody got to tell him what to do. <laughs> He got bills to pay. So in other words, guess what somebody doing? Telling him what to do. He drives a nice car. Guess what happened? Somebody saying, mess around and don't pay me on the first of the money to see what happened. Hello? What he was saying is, I don't want y'all to tell me what to do. And so what he decided, the best thing for him to do was in order to keep them from telling me what to do, I'm going on about my business. Listen, and that's what we do with God. Or at least we think we do. We don't want to follow his direction, so we decide we're going to do our own thing. Now, let me say this about my son. My youngest son is the most responsible young man that I know. My youngest son has never, ever been home and said, Daddy, can I borrow? He's, the most resp- my, he's more responsible than my oldest son. So somebody might say, oh, that boy was out of control. Well, what that boy did was he's decided that if this was his way, that he was going out and he was going to make his way. Now, he come to our house and eat up our food. Don't... <laughs> I'm subject to come home and he in there fixing a sandwich. But let, he, I, I don't know anybody more responsible than him. I have so much respect for him because he keep it together. You know, as a good parent, I'm just going gonna, gonna to get back in a second because my time almost up. So we, I have a credit card that I 
allow my kids to use. Two boys. I allowed them to use the credit card. My oldest son, every, just about every month, not so much lately, he maxed out. He maxed out. He, br- he bring his money, but he maxed out. My youngest son said, this is for an emergency. Are y'all, are y'all following me? He said, this is for an emergency. I want to have it just in case I need it. But Corey, on the other hand, swipe, swipe. Swipe, swipe. Jeremy rarely uses his card. And when he does, he's getting gas. Are y'all following me? And he gets gas on Tuesday and sends me my money on Friday. I like doing business with Jeremy. (laughs) On Corey, I got to make a couple calls. Son, it's time. So, So what I want us to see is he is coming for us. The king is coming. He's looking out for us. People don't want to follow Christ because they want things to be easy. They don't want to lose their position. They don't want to lose their power. And we want to have things our way. So if we look at the next couple verses, it tells us that the Pharisees were mad. The Pharisees, let's, let's look at what the Pharisees says. So the Pharisees, verse 19, said one to another, you see that they are gaining nothing? Look, the world has gone after him. So what he's saying is, look, the people that used to follow us, the people who used to come to us for guidance, the people who used to come and seek our wisdom, they are gone after Jesus. So they were mad about this. They were mad about it. Brothers and sisters, when you change your life, when God gets into your heart and he changes the way you think, he changes the way you act, folk is not going to be happy about it. They're going to be angry. So the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they they were upset. They says, why? Why? Aren't they following us? The people are now drawn to Jesus. So it was jealousy and fear. Why why were they afraid of Jesus? Why were they fearful of Jesus? Because Jesus was coming to turn their system upside down. So this Palm Sunday, why aren't we following Jesus? Why are we fearful to trust him? Why we're fearful to trust he who knows better than we. Why? Why? I think I got it because we, we forget that his thoughts are not like our thoughts. His ways are not like our ways. And we see, we don't see Christ high and lifted up. We just see him far off like, like he's not connected to us. Brothers and sisters, he's connected to us. He's with us. He came right down the road where the people were. And brothers and sisters, he's on your street too. He's on your street too. Save, save, Hosanna, save us. Why, why, why aren't we following him like we should? Why aren't we following the one who knows everything? Why aren't we following him? Because we don't see him like we are. He's coming. 
This is his week, brothers and sisters. Let this day, as you as you sitting there, as you sitting there now, begin to think that he's here, that he's coming. Picture in your mind that he's here. Y'all, y'all, y'all we've seen in the Bible more times when Jesus was passing by that people would begin to cry out. Y'all remember the blind man? They, they were crying out to Jesus, and they were asking him. He says, what do you want from me? He said, that, 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 that I may have my sight. Y'all remember that? Don't let nobody hush you up. Listen, Jesus, if Jesus is passing down your street, you need to holler. Are y'all listening to me? Listen, because there's a time coming. When he comes back, we won't, we won't get a chance. Listen, he's touching our heart. Don't ignore that. Listen to the voice of him. See him for who he is. Not our way. Not my will, Lord, but your will be done. Not what I want, God, but what you want. Help me to see you. So when we cry out, when we, when we follow after him, we're doing his will. Amen? He is beginning the last week of his life on earth. He knows what's ahead of him. Brothers and sisters, we too know what's ahead of, ahead of us. <laughs> we got the victory. We got the victory. The battle has already been fought. We have the victory. The king is coming. When you cry out to him, don't you want to cry out to him for the right reason? Because he's the king. Y'all, I want you, want you to know, you can't put Jesus on a puppet string and think you're in control. Because you can't. You may think you are, but he's in complete control. You ever, you ever somebody thought they were tricking you, but you, you knew the whole time? <laughs> But you ain't say nothing, right? You just let them do that. <laughs> and then something happened, and they realized it. You knew all the time, didn't you? Sure did. Just let, just let them do what they do. Je- Jesus is in charge. Just because he ain't flipped over the table in your temple yet, don't think he ain't in charge. Just because ain't no tornadoes came through your life, don't think he's not in charge. So, brothers and sisters, the king is coming, and he's coming back for his people. We have a king who is high and lifted up, and he came to deliver. He's coming to deliver all God's people and reunite them with the Father. Isn't that good news? That he's coming back for his people to unite them with the Father. Let's pray. Father, help us to see who you are. Help us to know and to trust you. God, we pray that you will clear our hearts and minds of any doubts and any untruths about you. Help us to be more like you. Help us to be quick to listen and slow to speak. Help us be, to not to be easily angered. Help us to be quick to forgive. Help us to be concerned about the spiritually and physically poor. 
Help us to be concerned about the spiritually and physically bound. Help us to be concerned about the spiritual and physically hungry. Father, I pray now that you will remove anything that will stop us from doing your will. Teach us how to love our neighbors as ourselves. Father, help us to love you the way we ought, not for our own benefit, but Father, so you are glorified. Help us to receive and love each other like we should. Our King is coming, and it is our desire to be ready when he comes. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. listening to our podcast. If you would like more information or would like to help support the local body of Christ Church in town, please visit our website at ChristChurchInTown.org.